Hi, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Let's Talk Temple podcast. So I'm Jackie and joining me is Jennifer, and we are going to talk about ESL Thanksgiving activities. Hi, Jackie. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I am pretty good. So I have already celebrated Canadian Thanksgiving. However, <laughs> nobody cares about Canadian Thanksgiving. It is all <laughs> about American Thanksgiving. Um even to the point that um, in Korea, um, you know, it was we- like I just I kind of gave up a little bit and I didn't even try to talk about Canadian Thanksgiving or celebrate Canadian Thanksgiving. It was all about American Thanksgiving um, in Korea, which is fine. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I just kind of gave up and was like, I just went along with it and didn't worry about it too much. So um yeah so what do you think Jen you're American obviously so celebrating American Thanksgiving is is easy for you and and normal yeah I mean I was I've I've lived outside of the U.S. for so long that like every now and then I do something Thanksgiving related but mm-hmm. not that often when I was in Korea in the early years like in the late 90s early 2000s when you know it was difficult to find a good like western restaurant that wasn't like serving spaghetti with ketchup on top of it or whatever (laughs) um and calling it spaghetti um you know it was really exciting you know the who somebody had uh, an inn on base and they could get an actual turkey and that kind of thing but you know now there's so many places i think that you can get uh all the all the stuff, all the things. Mm-hmm. So it, it became less exciting as time went on. Yeah. And one of the universities I worked at, they were super nice. They um, ordered this whole turkey dinner from one of the restaurants in Seoul. And um, yeah, they just wanted to celebrate Thanksgiving with us and kind of made it like a family kind of thing. And however, they got the big turkey dinner and then they ordered a whole Korean spread to go along with it. So it was <laughs> like... And then the Koreans that were there, um, like all the English department people and I don't know, the um, student assistant and whatever, they all just took like a very small token piece of turkey and then full on right. ate their Korean food, <laughs> so, which I like loved. I thought it was so funny. I just was like, yeah, so this is, it, I, a, I just was entertained. A tiny whole thing. little sliver of turkey and then I'll go get some. <laughs> kimchi <laughs> and they were like what is this like weird dry chicken meat <laughs> like basically they were like this yeah. isn't delicious why are you guys obsessed with this but anyway anyway yeah especially fun. in korea where you know buying a turkey was so expensive and mm. then you were dependent on you know somebody having an oven or else you had to you know i want to say the hyatt would do uh turkeys that you could go and get cooked turkeys but uh you paid a a pretty penny for it and Mm -hmm. that's you know if I'm gonna spend that kind of money I would rather it be on something more delicious yes exactly exactly and I'm a vegan now so I do not partake in any turkey in any form these days so I don't really miss it to be honest I like when someone's cooking it and the smell I'm like "Mm." some fond memories of days gone by but I don't like necessarily I won't go back on my vegan ways just to have a piece of turkey so I've just let it go it's fine all right so for Thanksgiving um 
lessons or to celebrate Thanksgiving in class or with any holiday like Halloween or Christmas, Easter, whatever. Um, there's kind of the fun stuff versus the educational stuff. So um, when I do it, I try to do a bit of a mix. So I won't do an entire class of just kind of fun things that don't have a lot of educational value. However, there are some quite fun activities that you can do, which I'm going to mention a bit later. Um, so where do you kind of fall along that line, Jen? Um, I mean, obviously teaching kids, you always want to do something fun. Um, but but my kind of fun may uh, differ from a kid's opinion of, of fun. So uh, I'm all about the the themed lessons and activities that are related to, you know, something going on in the outside world, such as a holiday. But uh, at the end of the day, it is school, it is a lesson. So uh, I try not to uh, just have time that really is just almost more like babysitting to me. Like if you're just playing games and, and there's nothing educational at all about it, then I do feel like it is like, the parents could have just gotten a babysitter for that time. Mm -hmm. so, exactly. And so, then, yeah, I always try to have some learning objectives to go with whatever fun stuff. Like, I don't feel like education needs to be torture, but I don't think it should be a uh, wasted time either. Yeah. The thing that I generally try to avoid, I feel like a classic one would be like showing Home Alone yeah. um, for a Christmas lesson. And that takes up two hours and then the students just go home and then your class is done. And I'm just like, well, they could have just watched that at home and they probably have a million times already. So I don't actually need to do it in my class. So, all right. So your first activity you have is Thanksgiving vocab and vocab activities. So what are some of the things that you might do? Yeah. So um, I think that two sort of categories that go really well with Thanksgiving are food and family vocabulary, um, because obviously those are two things that Thanksgiving is all about. Uh, you know, so uh, you it's a good time, I think, to review like family vocabulary going beyond immediate family, you know, so getting into you know, cousins and grandparents, aunts and uncles, that kind of thing, which fortunately in English is a small number of words. Um, but sometimes it kind of blows the students' minds depending on their first language. You know, Korean is so specific. You know, your mother's siblings have different names <laughs> than your father's siblings. And mm -hmm. The older, your parents' older siblings will have, you know, a different designation than their younger siblings. And so to really get in their head, like, no, it's not the big uncle and the little uncle, you know, you're, you're just going to call them all aunt and uncle, you know, um, and, and talking about uh, different foods, obviously just, you know, you can review general food vocabulary. But then also um, bring it around to, uh, you know, special foods that uh, you don't have very often and mm. then get students to talk about the special foods that they have on special days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was quite um, fun, um, I found, to like talk about uh, Thanksgiving food with my Korean students and they have kind of a Thanksgiving harvest kind of festival thing called Chuseok, which happens around the same time of year. And um, 
Yeah, just kind of comparing their special food with the special food at Thanksgiving was a very interesting lesson. And I feel like I always learned a lot and the students learned a lot too. And we just really enjoyed um, yeah, chatting about it and some traditions and and that kind of thing. So if there is kind of that harvest fall festival in the country that you're teaching in or where your students are from, that can be quite a fruitful um, kind of interesting lesson for sure. Yes. Yeah, and, right, it, so and it makes it more relevant. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly, exactly. So the next one that I have is um, a lesson on what are you thankful for? So this fits in super well with Thanksgiving. And if you want to make your Thanksgiving lesson very educational, then kind of consider this as your theme or topic of the lesson. So there's a million things you could do. So students can make like thank you notes for their teachers or parents or um, just whoever they want to give a thank you note to. Um, they can make a little YouTube video uh, for homework or in groups talking about things they're thankful for. Um, they can do some free talking uh, with a partner or a small group um, just based on some questions like, are you, yeah, just whatever you're thankful for or talk about someone you're thankful for, or talk about your parents and um, things that they've done for you, that kind of thing. Or you can make a little presentation to the class about something that you're thankful for or a person that you're thankful for. Um, yeah, kind of the possibilities are endless for this kind of topic. And those are just kind of a few ideas that kind of barely scratch the surface um, of what you could put in a lesson like that. Yeah, I'll just add in, like, I know some teachers try to, you know, get their students to, you know, post on social media in English as kind of a real world activity. And you can have them do, you know, a, a week of every day, put one thing that they're thankful for. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's social media, so it only has to be at the most one sentence. Mm -hmm. So that's an, another thing you can get them to do. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good homework um, activity for sure. All right. So, Jen, your next one is comparing and contrasting U.S. versus Canada Thanksgiving. Yes. So there are several compare and contrast activities that I like to do with Thanksgiving. Uh, one is U.S. versus Canada Thanksgiving. So obviously there is a, a fair bit of overlap in that Venn diagram, but there are some differences. And um, another one is Thanksgiving versus the local harvest celebration. So many, many, many countries in the world have some sort of harvest celebration. And, you know, it may be at the same time of year, it may be uh, at a different time of year, depending on where in the world you are and what the local uh, climate is. So that could be one other aspect of a contrast, or, you know, mm. a, a contrast if it's a different time of year. Um, and uh, another one we've already talked about is comparing and contrasting uh, Thanksgiving foods with uh, local feast foods, like the local uh, foods that are eaten only on special holidays or in special situations. Um, yeah, so it's kind of a fun way to, um, for like Christmas, for example, so you can do this kind of for any holiday. So, you know, like Christmas in Canada, or the US, it's like a big, very like family centered um, thing, where in Korea, it's people hang out with their boyfriends or girlfriends or their friends or just go out for the day, go to a movie, like stuff like that. So comparing how people celebrate the holiday in the country that you're teaching in and then your home country um, is always a very interesting lesson. And it's 
kind of just an interesting way to learn a little bit about different cultures and students kind of have an awareness of like, oh, things are very different in Canada, the US than they are in my country. And the teacher can learn um, stuff too about the country that they're living in. Yeah, and you can even like to do another Korean comparison, compare uh, Thanksgiving dinner with uh, Chuseok meals because Chuseok is several days and it generally speaking it for most of my students it sounded like it wasn't just their mothers doing it it was like all of the women doing all of the work and all of the serving and all of the men just relaxing and having fun so you could mm -hmm. sort of compare like how it sort of plays out you know who does the cooking uh you know is it one person cooking all of the the dinner and everybody else shows up for the meal is it you know all of the women including like the female children in the kitchen you know cooking and cleaning up after the cooking and serving everybody else like how how does it work in your family kind of thing and that's a little uh usually interesting like people like to know what happens in other people's households you know mm -hmm. Yes, people are nosy for sure and like <laughs> yes. to know the things. Okay, so let's move on to the next one. So I have a few things just for fun. So um, the first one is turkey bowling. So this is like if you have your hands on a frozen turkey of some kind and then a few <laughs> little bowling pins and a nice like space where you're not going to like break anything. It's hilarious to do turkey bowling. However, you can still do it. Uh, you can like, kind of like decorate an oddly shaped something as kind of your turkey and um yeah decorate it and then do some turkey bowling and kind of like maybe show your students some youtube videos of actual turkey bowling so they can kind of get an idea <laughs> of what's actually happening <laughs> and i don't know it's just so random and funny i honestly can't get enough of this game the couple times that i played it i've loved it so much so <laughs> students have always had a really fun time um the next one is flag football or just some kind of like just a very casual football game and students in most countries honestly have no idea what football is, how to play it. So I spend um, a few minutes kind of going over the very basic rules and maybe like a little simple play. And then we'll go outside and we'll do a few little plays and just kind of try to play some flag football and um, yeah, see what happens. Or well, not flag football, touch football, I guess you could use yeah. in your class. And um, it's always been a really fun time and really hilarious and nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> and I don't know. It's, it's just been really fun. And yeah, students have I really liked it. That sounds like the sport version of, again, Korea. Like when you would go to quote unquote Western restaurants and it seemed a lot like they had just seen pictures of the finished food and they hadn't bothered to look up the recipes. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like the flag football would be a similar thing. Like, they're trying to do something that that they've never seen and they're just going off the description <laughs> of <laughs> what to do <laughs> that sounds uh like it would be at least as fun for the teacher <laughs> yeah i i've done it a few times with kind of small groups of like i don't know you need about like 10 or 12 people to do it well and but more than that kind of gets like a little bit precarious you know with too many people but um, yeah, it's been a fun time for sure. Like lots of laughs and, like, oh, but the teacher should actually know how football works. That's the other thing too. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you don't actually understand football yourself, then it's not a great activity because someone needs to know 
yeah. what's going on and how to actually play football. So, um, and then the next one I have is a potluck dinner. So if you teach adults, um, if you can get your hands on a turkey, it's quite a fun activity um, to cook the turkey and then get students to try to make these side dishes. <laughs> and they can do a bit of research about how to make mashed potatoes, how to make a sweet potato casserole. I don't know how to make gravy, that kind of thing. And um it's always been really fun and students will have so many questions about how to cook these things and they'll do a bunch of research and maybe even like buy it from somewhere <laughs> if they can't do it. And yeah. the few times I've done it, it's been, it's been quite fun and we've always had, yeah, a really good time doing it. Yeah. And I think um, to expand that, just having a potluck, like that's not a very international thing. Mm-hmm. It really seems like a North American activity. Mm-hmm. Um, although when I was in Australia, I, I knew someone who had a, a potluck, but like in the UK, it doesn't really seem to be a thing that much. So mm. just having a potluck as a cultural experience, you know, just bring a, a small dish from home and everybody shares in a meal together mm-hmm. in English. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, so. I'm all about a good potluck for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> I like to share it with my students as well. All right. So your next one is plan a gathering group project. Yes. So um, n- rather than actually having a potluck where people bring in the foods to eat, uh, have a group project where they plan. Uh, so planning a feast meal or planning a party, uh, some sort of event like that where they have to, as a group, work out the menu, work out the division of labor, you know, have a budget, uh, think about like how they would decorate and who they would invite and maybe have them write invitations. Like um, you can really turn it into quite uh, a, a detailed project. Or you can scale it back, you know, depending on the students and how much time you actually want it to take. You could just have them in small groups, you know, work out a menu for a party. Mm-hmm. Or you could, as I say, you know, work out the menu with a specific budget and who would cook what and, um, you know, who they would invite and have them write invitations and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that can be uh, a fun activity that is a real world-ish activity. Mm. Maybe they would never need to do that in English, but certainly like budgeting and thinking about who to invite and, you know, the the logistics of, you know, you have 30 people in this class, but you can only have room for, you know, 10 people at your house. So Mm. who makes the cut? (laughs) Yes, I've actually done this um, when I've taught like smaller um, classes of university students, Um, just as kind of the end of the year thing. I put students into small groups and they have to plan kind of the end of the year thing. And I give them a bit of a budget and say, okay, we're doing it like in the last day of class, like whatever Thursday, whatever date it was. And um, each group would plan the little kind of like going away or finish party. And then um, they do a short presentation and then the other people or the people in the class would vote on which party they wanted to go to that wasn't their own. And then if possible, I would try to actually do that little party that um, the winning group had planned. And, oh, very um, good. Yeah, students like loved it. It was so fun. And 
they were motivated because they actually wanted to have like a fun little party and um yeah so whenever I could do it if it was feasible I would do it and I would always say like choose things that we can actually do (laughs) because like I actually want to do it so I said don't be like totally ridiculous about like let's fly to Japan for the weekend or whatever (laughs) I was just like absolutely not so let's get a helicopter reasonable (laughs) yeah for sure for sure so that was good all right the last one that I have is very educational so um there's a whole lot of Thanksgiving history associated I guess more more with the American Thanksgiving than the Canadian Thanksgiving um there's the pilgrims and um all the corn and just whatever there's like a ton of American Thanksgiving history so it's very easy to do a listening or reading lesson um based on this so so find a little listening passage you can look on YouTube or like a little reading passage describing the Thanksgiving history um and then get So the way that you kind of plan this lesson is to set the context. So maybe get students talking about kind of their harvest festival and some of their traditions and the history behind it. Uh, They can listen or read for the first time and just have to kind of get the general overview of it. So answer a few very simple, like maybe true or false questions. Uh, They can listen or read a second time and then answer some more detailed comprehension questions. And then you can do... um, some discussion or plan an activity or focus on some grammar or um, some vocabulary out of that thing they listened or read. Um, yeah, so that's kind of just a fun way to plan a complete lesson. And this could take between, I want to say, like 40 minutes to four hours um, for this kind of thing. So you can really adapt it to just about any level and any length of class and focus on just about anything that you want using Thanksgiving history as your kind of um, this main topic or idea. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is so much out there freely available for all levels, because obviously even in the U S there'll be things that are for preschoolers for Thanksgiving or whatever. So you can really tailor it to all ages and all language levels and, you know, scale it up for a really long lesson or, you know, a multi-day lesson or scale it back for just a part of one day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Jen, any final thoughts on Thanksgiving activities? No, I think, um, you know, it's, it's, I, it's one that I like to do because there is generally speaking, uh, a fairly close corollary in most countries. I won't say all countries, but I think most countries have some sort of harvest type of, um, you know, holiday or, you know, season that that you can give them like a, a local context to set it for them. And anytime that you can sort of make it relevant to their own lives, uh, it's easier for them to get involved with it, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so um, if you want some even even more ideas for celebrating Thanksgiving with your students, I'll put the link um, in the show notes. I think we mentioned, I don't know, like six or eight of them. And the article has something like 20 or 25 ideas for a Thanksgiving lesson. And then also be sure to check out my book, which you can find on Amazon, 63 ESL Holiday Games and Activities. So if you like celebrating 
Christmas, Valentine's Day, Easter, Thanksgiving, all the holidays with your students. You'll definitely want to pick up a copy of this book uh, for all sorts of ideas. Um, so Jen, where can people find you online? Um, you can find me on my blog, which I still have not updated. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, to the point that my husband teases me whenever I have to uh, renew because I, I usually <laughs> pay for like three years at a time. And whenever it comes yeah. up, he's like, have you even looked at it in three years? Like, oh, no. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> there is some good I'm, older I'm content on, on there, pay. though. <laughs> yeah. I'm on Teachers Pay Teachers, uh, Teach, Travel, Learn, and YouTube, Teach, Travel, Learn. Perfect. And you can find all the podcast information at eslactivity.org slash podcast. And then on that website, you can find... Um, a ton of other information and you can find my links to YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, all the social uh, things there. And um, yeah, I think that's it. Thanks for chatting about Thanksgiving and um, yeah, I hope it was helpful to all our listeners and we'll catch you next time. Bye all everybody. Right, catch you next time.